You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I believe the word of God as a full expression of the Godhead. Whatever God is, that is his word. For he has magnified his word above his name. I believe God transforms. His word transforms me. I believe God is healing. His word heals me. I believe God is provision. His word provides for me. I believe God is protection. His word protects me. Whatever I believe God is. I believe his word shall perform in my life today. I can never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I stand to speak as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only God supplies. May the word of God that transforms every life, break through every heart, every intent, every thought, the joints and the marrows, the tissues, like a two-edged sword, may it cut through in the name of Jesus. May we be the produce of the word and bear fruit. 100, 60, 30. To the glory of the living Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've been teaching about honor. I started last three weeks. Today I'm going to go very deep. Amen. All right. So I started with the etymology of the word. And I said that it started in Latin. And then Old French. And then in English. And I also said that there are three major or four major things that come with honor. There are four major elements. Love, value, faith, and then Respect. Everybody you honor, you love, you value, you have faith in them, and then you respect them. Praise the Lord. Anywhere you see honor and these four don't follow, or it, it doesn't stem out of these four, it is not true honor. It is fake honor. You know what we call painful respect? Okay. It is painful respect. So when the person is there, oh, yes, ah. Yes, sir. Can I remove your shoes, sir? But you know, you don't value them. You know, you don't love them. You know, you don't respect them. You know, you know, you don't have faith in them. But when you have faith in somebody, you love them, you respect them, you value them. That is honor. Praise the Lord. All right. We also read about Jesus. Honoring as first. Is that right? We as human beings lost our honor. But Jesus, the substitute, oh Jesus, came for you and I. When we were nothing, we were messed up. And he called us a royal priesthood. Is that right? Yes, a holy nation. Now we are seated together with him in heavenly places. 
Can you believe that? He lives right inside of us. Amazing. Amazing. But then why did he do all of that? He did all of that so that we would honor him. So Jesus is an exemplary leader. He doesn't want messed up people to give him honor. So he first replaced our dignity and our honor so that when we are honoring him, the people that are giving him honor are dignified. So he brought us into his place so we can give him honor. Oh, praise God. So one of the things you must understand about the New Testament message is that God is always the first giver. All right, it is the principle that will be running through everything I talk about. That everything I talk about, man can never be the first giver. So it's not like we do it, and then when we do it, then God will do it. No, it's never like that. Anytime you hear a message like that, it is the message of the law, and that is what kills. And you are making God a liar. Because God will first give. And when he has given and equipped and empowered, then he will receive from us. Oh, praise the Lord. And that's grace. Because he first gives us the grace to do it, then he has expectation of us. Are you here with me? That's right. That's right. That's right. So Jesus told about this, this uh, parable where the talent, the guy who got the one talent, said that you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a hard taskmaster and you reap where... You see why Jesus was angry? Because that is not our God. He doesn't reap where he has not... Anytime you see God having an expectation of you, it's because he has already given you what it is. Oh, praise God. That is our God. That is our God. All right. So Jesus, after dignifying us and giving us everything it takes to honor him, we read this account where he went to his own hometown. His own hometown. Oh, my word. And when they saw him, they were offended by him. And some of the statements they made said, ah, is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. Ah, are his sisters not here with us? As for them, they didn't even mention their names. <laughs> and they were deeply offended by him. And their disapproval blinded them of the fact that he was anointed by God as the Messiah. When honor is taken away, receptivity is denied. When honor is taken away, receptivity Receptivity is denied. You cut off receptivity. 
Because you are not sensitive to the grace. You are not sensitive to the anointing. Bible said that because of that, Jesus could not do any miracle except just laying hands on a few people and left. Dishonor takes away grace performance. Dishonor takes away grace performance. Wherever you see grace performing, it is because people honor that grace. And so they receive from that grace. Are you here with me? Very important. Very, very important. He could not do a miracle there at all. Because of their unbelief. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Meanwhile, if you read Mark chapter 5, Jesus had an encounter with this young woman for 12 years. She had suffered hemorrhage. But because she honored the grace, out of the crowd, she received her miracle. Praise the Lord. Wherever there is honor, grace performs. Oh, praise the Lord. Grace bear. Grace bear. Praise God. There is no seed like the seed of honor. So that most of the things we do, we do them as traditions and not in honor. We do them religiously. I can't fail. They said I should come to church, so Fabi. You know, but it's not because we are doing it out of love, value, respect, and what? Faith. Are you here with me? The moment you do that, you receive. You receive. You receive. So the Bible says she thought in her own heart that if I would touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. So when she was coming, she came with a certain expectation. Honoring the grace of God on the life of Jesus. And Jesus said, woman, daughter rather, your faith has made you whole. Straight away they had a relationship. Straight away the lady has connected. Straight away she was no more a stranger, a Gentile, an unbeliever. She had faith in Jesus. And because she believed Jesus, Jesus called her daughter. Oh, praise God. How come you are a daughter and a son, but you rather don't believe? Because familiarity breeds contempt. 
Are you here with me? Many of the people walking around Jesus were Jews. But look at them. They dishonored him. They had become familiar with him. When people become familiar with the channel of grace, they dishonor the grace. Again, we saw another account where Jesus was going before this woman broke protocol to receive her healing. Jesus was going to Jairus' daughter to pray for Jairus' daughter to be healed. In the midst of the healing of the woman with the hemorrhage, they were told that the daughter had died. And so they had come to tell him, well, Jesus, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Daughter is gone, so just relax. I'll take it like that. Sometimes we do we do some of these things and we think it's out of honor, but it's out of ignorance. Spirit lead me where my faith, my trust will be without body. Oh hello. Spirit, lead me where my trust will be without what? Without what? So Jesus said, well, let's go. Let's go. So Jesus went with them. And when he got there, they were weeping, wailing. Jesus said, why? She's not dead. She's asleep. (laughs) He started laughing. This man is a joke. is dead. You are also calling her. Look at what Jesus did. He said, let them all get out. Because When people dishonor the grace, grace will not perform. So they had to go out. For those who honor the grace. Are you here with me? So, just let them go. Let them go. Let them go. They don't believe me. They don't believe I can raise the dead. Maybe they believe I can heal malaria. Maybe they believe I can give them a job. (laughs) But I cannot go beyond that. You know, when you look at issues and you say, this one is about Jesus. Oh, hello, are you here? Oh, no, you see, pastor. You can call Jesus for things like this. But when it comes to these things, let's take it like that. They started laughing. It doesn't make sense. Please. If you just want to serve God with your sense, you can't have much of him. You serve God with your spirit. 
and your spirit, listen very carefully, begins to make your brain sensible to the things of God. You don't get it. You don't live soul, body, spirit. You live spirit, soul, body. And there are certain things that your mind or your brain cannot take because your brain has not gotten there. But when your spirit receives it and your spirit has it from God, then he will bring it into interpretation in your brain and then you set that record. That is when everybody says, this could not be. But how did it come? Because somebody received it from their spirit. That is how you see miracles. So you must not always make sense of it. Because your brain is limited. Your brain is limited. So sometimes... My brain cannot take it. But when I receive it in my spirit, and I see that there's the connection, I receive it. That is faith at work. Oh, praise God. I don't sense it with my brain. I sense it with my Jesus said, Talitakum. And the lady woke up. Wow. So Jesus raised the dead. 12 years old. 12 years old. So it can be a Guinness. 12 years old. She would say, I, I didn't die. You know how they can embarrass you. That's what you do. <laughs> so, hey, this Jesus. This Jesus. No, I didn't die. Twelve years old. Twelve years old. Twelve years old. Listen. If, if you, if you want to do great things and mighty things for God, don't always use your sense. Because your spirit is bigger than your brain. Do you know that your brain only records events and happenings? And gives you systematic thoughts of patterns that have already happened. That's how we think. That's how come the environment has an effect on every human being. Whether you like it or not. If you live in a country where... There is right-hand drive. The environment will affect you. 
And that's the way your mind, your brain, sorry, will think. Oh, are you hearing me? Because of the environment. As a matter of fact, if you live in UK, and how the streets are very small, including their buildings, and their rooms are like for rabbits. And they refuse us visa as if we are going to heaven. And you are sad. It affects how you think. Oh, yes. Especially how you give. But the point is this. The point is this. The moment you become a spiritual being, the moment you are called a believer, you switch. You switch. You now make sure that you control your environment. So anything that works and makes God in your environment glorified, if you are a believer, God will use you to make that change. So that what they said cannot happen within the environment, by you it happens. Oh, hello. I'm not talking about being a magician. So you go and stand in the middle of a road and say, I'm changing my, my environment. I won't die. Let the cars come. It is not relevant to God. It doesn't bring any glory to God. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Are you getting the point? It doesn't know. We're talking about things that bring glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's go to John. Let's all read this. Go. Let's already the get go. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which has sent him. So God has set the seal. And he has actually made the deal straight. All men should honor the son. Jesus. Oh, praise God. And he that does not honor Jesus, does not honor the father. So you say, oh, I love God. 
do you love Jesus? I have faith in God. Do you have faith in Jesus? Please, listen to me. Christians, believers, don't compromise your faith. If they don't believe in Jesus, they don't believe in God. Don't apologize for it. Because if you dishonor the son, you have dishonored the father. For how long are we going to stand in between? You are either standing for the son or forgetting. Oh, day two. No. Day two. Nobody too. Jesus is the way. The truth. And the life. Oh, praise God. Give me the next. Watch this. I'm going somewhere. Look at what he says. Go. You know who is speaking? Jesus. Jesus said, I receive not. Ah, is he saying that men should not honor him? What do you think he's saying here? If men honor him outside the honor of the father is thinking to you. Our honor to him must be in sync with the father's honor. So if 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 <laughs> I can I can decide to do stuff and do stuff, but if me what I'm doing doesn't honor him, he says is nothing. I don't crave honor for myself because I honor somebody who has sent me. That's what Jesus is saying. I, I, I don't. It's not your honor. I have him to honor. When I honor him and you dishonor me, well, it's your problem. But I will honor him. But if you also know that he has honored me and I please him, you honor me. Praise the Lord. That's a true servant. You know how somebody can come pass by you and say, oh, don't mind your master. You know that thing. Don't mind your master. Don't mind your master. Deal with me. That's what Jesus is saying here. Are you getting the point? Uh Uh-huh. Deal with me. Jesus said, no, I'm not that kind of a person. I only do what the Father has sent me to do because I honor him. Oh, praise the Lord. Look at it next. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? speaking I know it's hard 
You seek honor from yourselves. You flatter yourselves. It is, it is their designer you are looking at. And how many cars they are... And that is what you see. And that's, he said, listen to me. Everything about man is flattery. If it doesn't, in, if it doesn't sink in with God, forget it. Your honor for one another must be in sync with the Father's will. Are you here? It is not about just, hey, Charlie, you day. Charlie, you be champion. Oh, yeah. You be champion. Is it in honor of him? Or you are just doing it to show yourselves that you are powerful? Is it that you just want to do it to take glory? You know where people do things and they are not doing it for the glory of him. Just do it to bring honor to them. After this message, may something turn. Ask yourself, whatever you are doing, are you seeking your own honor? Or you are seeking his? He said, do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. Did you get this? Even in their midst of dishonor and everything, Jesus shows his true character. Hey, this God we serve is something else. Listen, listen. In the midst of all of that, he said, do not think that I will accuse you to the father. Because there's only one accuser. He's called the accuser of the brethren. His name is Satan, the devil. He's the one that accuses. As for me, it is not part of my job description. It is not part of my nature. I don't accuse my children. I don't accuse my brethren. Them that the Lord has sent me to, I don't accuse them. He says, there is one that accuses you. Even Moses, in whom ye trust. Here, he's not referring to the person Moses. He's referring to the law. The law accuses. The law says you will die. The law says, if you do this, this will happen to you. The Lord does not point you to the good. He points you always to the evil that will happen to you. Yesterday I was watching. I sent something to my status. And then I said, oh, let me flip through a few status. And I saw some stuff. I said, hey. And a prophet was standing there. He said, hey. You know how witchcrafts connect? I say, do do. He said, listen to me. When I come to your house and I give you a gift and I leave the gift there and I, and I, and I, and I get out and 10 minutes time, I come back. 
Because I left something there. And I want to take it. I have the bona fide um, authority to come and take it. Because I can come into your house because I have something there. Revelation. That is how witches operate. They come with a gift. And they leave it there. And so anytime when they are coming, because they have something there, they come and they take it. And then, you see, I'm sure then, they will start shaking. So now, everybody will be, hey, who gave me a gift? <laughs> Charlie. Who gave me a gift? Who gave me a gift? You see, that's the manipulation. But the point is that, if you bring a gift to my house, do you know who is in me? Do, do you know who is in me? If it is an evil gift, it can't survive in my house. It, it, it can't survive. For you to tell me that you, the whole person, can even come back. By the time you come back, you yourself will kneel down and confess. Or by the time you are getting out, you will go with the gift you brought in another way. Because of the authority of the believer, he that lives in me is greater. So that is what your pastor should be telling you. Take it. Some of you go to these meetings. Oh, yes. And the moment they tell you, I see. And they do their hands like that and begin to conjure. You are flabbergasted. So, lies and manipulation. By the time you finish, they've taken your glory. Your glory, your glory. They brought that gift and they took your glory. Took your glory. You have to bring 50,000. There is one that accuses the law. And he says, you trust in the law. Look at the next statement. It's critical to us. For had ye believed Moses? Ah, is Jesus being contradictory? So it means that Moses himself didn't stand for the law. They themselves gave themselves the law. Are you here? For he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? Because they are believers of accusation and they did that to manipulate the people. Moses did not give them that. He said, Moses wrote of me. Your manipulative interpretation 
made it as an accusation unto one another. It's not Moses. I said, one of these, I will show you how the law became the way it became. It was not God. It had nothing to do with God. It had all to do with the people. But God used it so that men will know that by themselves, they cannot work righteousness. Praise the Lord. In other words, you truly don't honor Moses. You are using Moses. Please, listen. I know it. I've been in ministry for several years. There are people who use the man of God. Are you here with me? Yes. There are people who just, they, they have their own agenda. As a matter of fact, they are coming, but they are coming that they are coming. Has its own. That's what they did. They used Moses. They knew Moses truly honored God. But they just manipulated his writings. And made it their own. In their own way, they positioned it. And started using against one another. On the Sabbath, you can't carry grain. How is this possible? In the Sabbath, when somebody is sick, you can't pray for them to be healed. It is regarded as work. Is that what Moses wrote? But they had their own agenda. And when people dishonor the grace, that's what they do. They turn the thing around to bring them something. Listen, that's why these days we prostitute the gospel. And this whole thing has become just money affairs. It's called the spirit of Balaam. We monetize everything. Somebody calls me and says, Pastor, God is with you. I said, yes, I knew that long ago. <laughs> he said, oh, but Pastor, where God is taking you is amazing. How you've been able to rise from these ashes is so amazing. You have to write a book and do a song right now to collect some money You see the mentality. The, look at the mentality. Straight away, what he's thinking about, using what the glory of God has done, is to just monetize it. That, that's the first thing. Monetize. We monetize everything now. Monetization. Give me the next. Matthew chapter 10, 11 to 12. Look at what Jesus is telling us about honor. I'm teaching about honor. Let's all read, go. Whatever city or village you enter, ask who in it is 
What's the meaning of the worthy person? Read. Who welcomes you and your message? So, when they welcome you and your message, they are what? Why? Because they are honoring. Are you getting the point? All right. And he said what? And stay at his house until you leave that city. As you go into the house, give it your greeting. That is, peace be to this house. Next. If the, fam- if the family living in the house is worthy, in other words, welcoming you and your message, give it your blessing of what? Peace. That is the blessing of and the oh hallelujah oh praise the Lord is he talking about you yes when you go to speak the message in honor of him your pronouncement your declarations has an effect the effect of God's grace the effect of well-being the effect of prosperity is in your mouth. Watch this. Go. But if it is not worthy, do what? Hello? Did you hear that? Next. Read. Whoever does not welcome you, nor listen to your message, as you leave that house or city, shake the dust of it off your feet in contempt. Next. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city since it rejected the Messiah's message. Are you here with me, people of God? You see, what we carry is not a joke. But it's because we ourselves don't honor what we carry. So we have been so familiar with it that we ourselves take it for granted. Look at you going out to speak. And he says, when you bless, the people are blessed. And the reason why they receive the blessing is not just because of you. It is because of the message you carry. Hello? So it has nothing to do with you. It has a lot to do with the message. 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 And he says, if they don't accept the message. Listen, anywhere you see Apostle Paul, angry, and he is saying that the wrath of God should come upon a person. It is when they try to reject the message and ridicule the message. Check. Anywhere you see Apostle Paul spitting out contempt. And he's angry. It is because somebody is trying to ridicule the message. And also trying to stop the message. And standing in the way of the message. That one he will clear you for the message to come. 
Because, listen, the message is the real deal. The message. The message. Since it rejected the Messiah's word, messenger. Who is a messenger? Who is a messenger? Somebody carrying a message. And who is the sender of that person? The Messiah. Are you getting the point? Hey. So, why is it at all that you don't go out to preach the message? Please, turn to them and ask them. Please, I beg you. Ask them for me. Ask them for me. Madam. Yes, ask them. Ask them. Please, ask them. Please, tell them from today I repent. Oh, please, tell them like you mean it. Tell them from today. Let me finish it off. Look at the next. Look at the next. Matthew 10, 40 to 41. Let's all read it. Go. He who receives and welcomes you. Wow. Wow. He who receives you and welcomes you receives who? Because I didn't come in my own right. Oh, hello. Have you forgotten? He that honored the son, honored the So now the chain of command. He that honored the disciple, honored the son. Are you getting it? Now, let's go. And whoever gives to one of these little ones, these who are humble in rank or even a cup of cold water to drink because he's my disciple. Truly I say to you, You want to clap, clap? So, these little ones here, he said, are those who are humble in rank or influence. So, this ordinary church member who just became born again and they understand the authority of the church and so they have been sent to go out. And they go. And because they go, the people receive them. He said, because they received you, this little one, they will receive a reward. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Read it carefully. You get something. He said, 
even a cup of cold water to drink because he is my disciple. Truly, I say to you, he will not lose his reward because they help you to be able to send the message and they also receive the message. They will receive reward. And how about the one who went to give the message? The one who received the message and helped you send the message shall not lose his reward. The one who is a third party. You are the one who is the sender. If the third party cannot lose their reward, how much more the one the Lord. He will categorize it. Let's, let's finish it. Go. Look at it. He who receives and welcomes you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. 41. He who receives and welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous, that is, an honorable man, because he's a righteous man, will receive a righteous man's reward. 42. And whoever gives to one of these little ones, these who are humble in rank or influence, even a cup of cold water to drink. Because he is my disciple, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. So number one, the prophets. Number two, the righteous man. Number three, these little ones. And each one of them comes with their reward. If you receive the prophets, you receive the prophet's reward. If you receive the righteous man, you receive the righteous man's reward. Now, if you receive these little ones, you will not lose your reward. Amen. Now, who is the prophet? He's talking about not those ones you see here. Forget about it. That's, that's not true. The prophet is the messenger of God in the office God has put him. So officially he has been commissioned. And because officially he has been given the mandate to do so, he says that mandate that he carries comes with a certain authority. And because of the office in which he occupies, it will come with its reward. So you see, as you honor him by receiving the message and helping him, he says that every reward that comes to him, you also receive that reward. So, Ronnie, come. 
So I sent Ronnie. And I put him in an office. And with that office comes functions, privileges, responsibilities. Now, every privilege that comes with that office, he gets it because he's discharging the responsibilities and functions of that office. So, I send him to go. And when he goes, Solo come. Solo receives him. And Solo helps him to do what I sent Ronnie to do. He says, every privilege Ronnie has in his office, Solo will receive his portion. Praise the Lord. Are you getting the scenario? So, what it is is that anytime God gives a mandate to a person with its rewards, anybody that helps them receives the rewards of their mandate. It won't fail. So, he says, number one, from the pastoral level, you, you receive the pastoral reward. Number two, from the average disciple, a follower, a leader, a righteous man, that's what he's talking about, an honorable man, someone who is in the faith, maybe an elder or something, and we send them, we delegate them, we give them a responsibility, and you help them to do what God has sent them to do. Listen, it is very crucial regarding the message for which they have been sent. And you become an aid to them. And they're able to send the message across. And souls are won. And things are done in the kingdom. He says, you have honored me. And because you have honored me, who sent them? The reward I'll give to them, I'll also give to you. sit down. And so you see in finality he doesn't even talk about big stuff that you did. He talked about the minutest. If you give the little ones who may not know so much about this, this, this kingdom but then they hit to the message and they said the messenger has sent us so we are going. And when they go because you love what they are saying and you will help them. And you didn't help them with the biggest sum of money. You didn't help them with anything so huge. But you gave them just a cup of water. He said, just because of that little help. You will not lose your reward. There is so much in honor and so much reward, you have no idea. You have no idea. Please make sure that you don't do anything just out of tradition. For everything you do in the kingdom, make sure you're doing it with an understanding of honoring God. 
Let that be your key focus. Praise the Lord. Let that be your key focus. If you say we are coming to church at this time, you are not coming because pastor will call you. You are coming because you want to honor God. Are you getting the point? If you are serving the pastor, you are not serving the pastor because, yeah, the pastor is somebody special. No, that's not the point. The point is that the pastor has a mandate and God has sent him. And because God has sent him, you are honoring him because of that. He said, let the focus be right. Oh, hallelujah. Give a clap offering unto the Lord. Glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.